Welcome to another episode of Smart Talk. Ah, no, it's it's Smart Talk. Just kidding. I am Matthew Soma. I am here with Austin Brass. And today we are actually going to be sitting down with draft prospect from the Brooks Bandits of the AJHL, Zach Bookman. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a really exciting interview. Um, and we're also at the end going to be talking about our risers and fallers, just a couple names that we may see either get drafted higher than they might be expected to or get drafted a lot lower. Um, so without further ado, let's get right to the Zach Bookman interview. All right, we're here with Zach Bookman. Uh, Zach, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Matt? I'm great. I mean, I'm really excited you decided you, uh, you can join us today. Um, so we're going to talk to Zach for about 20 minutes here, um, get to know him a little bit. Um, so Zach, I'm from Western New York. You're from Central New York. Uh, you grew up in Manlius, New York, home of the Swan Pond. I've been there before. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your journey, uh, like when you fell in love with hockey, what age? And also, one of the things I think is most interesting with you, Zach, is that uh, you have a very non-traditional pathway to the NHL draft this year. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about like what it was like going through Bantam, how you ended up in the HEHL, um, and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from Central New York, um, it's a pretty good hockey town, I'd say. Um, you know, it's growing. You know, those guys like Anthony Angelo um, have come up from Atlanta, so... You know, and, you know, skating with them and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think Manlius and just, just Central New York and a, as a whole, you know, there's a lot of good players that have come out. And, uh, you know, I played with guys growing up like Luke Tuck, Eamon Powell, Ryan Kerwin. Like, we had a pretty stacked team growing up. So we were always uh, playing against the Marlies and those type of teams, Chicago Mission. Uh, we were always playing the top schedule. So I'd definitely say at a young age, we – you know, I, the love for the game and it was always competing. It was always competitive. So, you know, right after the Bantam days, our team kind of split up around U14. And uh, me and a couple teammates on that team decided to head out to Buffalo for the U15 team. And that was a blast. It was a great year, a great group of guys. And it's kind of funny because all those years battling against the Sabres and all those guys, for them to be welcoming and joining us in because – we were pretty good rivals for about seven, eight years before that. So for those guys to welcome us in and, you know, treat us like their own and uh, obviously a pretty good year since we won uh, the Nationals that year. So, but yeah, um, after the Sabres, I went to Millbrook, prep school, kind of 45 minutes north of the city, New York City. So yeah, it was, prep school was great. Um, just learning about school and hockey and managing them both was a uh, definitely a great learning stone and a great, just a great piece for me. Just knowing that I was going to be a student athlete, just being able to manage both. And uh, my coach at Millbrook suggested, you know, maybe an alternative route, you know, might be the AJHL, might be the BCHL, but he uh, reached out to a couple teams and the bandits were uh, one of the first ones to reach out and, you know, they, uh, they talked to me about the AJHL. I didn't even know what it was when they first <laughs> reached out. So I, I did my homework. He uh, mentioned Kale McCarr, and I knew him just from the draft. I watched the draft every year. So, you know, he got drafted pretty early. I'm like, who who is this guy at uh, Junior A getting picked fourth overall? But, um, yeah, it was 
you know, definitely, you know, having him in the organization and seeing the way uh, his path went out, you know, I just figured for a guy my size where, you know, I kind of play similar to him, that would be a perfect spot and uh, committed there. And uh, I think the rest is history. I just went up there and I was given an opportunity and uh, played well enough. And, you know, I'm here now and we'll see what happens in a couple weeks. I was I was going to say, I mean, you couldn't have picked a better team than Brooks because, I mean, it seems like every year they dominate not only just the AJHL, but it seems like the entire CJHL as well. Yeah, it was a perfect opportunity for me. It's just, you know, it was probably the first coach um, who finally gave me the green light to go out there and play, you know, the way I want to play, which is offensive, uh, risk-taking, um, you know, just out, out there playing freely. And, you know, he believed in me and he gave me an opportunity that, you know, coaches in the past, you know, didn't really didn't really give me an opportunity to do what I want to do. And I can't thank him enough. It was a great, great two years. Zach, can I follow up on that? Because that was one of the first things I thought of when I last year, when I kind of first watched you for the first time, I will never forget the game. I was like, I like this kid. And then all of a sudden it was like the end of a, a period. And you were, uh, you were on the second power play unit, went behind the net with the puck, went end the end, went between the guy's legs at the blue line, skated through and then threw a behind the back pass out front for like a high danger chance. I was like, who the heck is this kid? And then I went through your yeah. EP stat page and I was like, he never really pops off ever in terms of like stat wise. So what was the big change that happened for you to be able to almost be at two points a game this year from all the previous years that you had? Yeah, no, I just think it's, uh, I would say it's a lot of it to do is just, uh, opportunity. Um, and, you know, getting the freedom to go out there and make plays. And, you know, Pat, you know, Pat's one of the brightest hockey minds I've ever talked to in my life. I mean, he's he's got all these different face-off plays he run. Um, and that play that you're talking about, he didn't want me to do the toe, the toe drag at the blue line, but that play that I throw behind the back, you know, that's a set play for us. Um, it's called an aardvark we do that. You know, I think Ryan McAllister did it at least 20 times this year. A lot of guys do that. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, for him just to give us those ideas and then give us the freedom to go out there and try it and and to him to not bark at us when it doesn't work. Or he's just, you know, he's he's a great coach and, you know, he's a great mind and you know, he lets us go out there and, you know, have the freedom to do what we want. So it's, it's great. So – were you always a defenseman when you when you started playing, or is it something that maybe a coach told you to try and then you stuck with it? Yeah, so I kind of it's kind of funny. I was I like I tried to be a forward the first year I played at Syracuse, but we had too many forwards, so I just figured you know I'd you know <laughs> be on the team that played D, and I liked it because I was pretty much a forward anyway. I was always up in the rush. I was always you know trying to score myself so yeah I just think you know naturally um you know playing D was perfect for me because you know I got to do both and uh yeah it was you know I thought it taught me a lot than other guys playing forward just to always be able to play both sides of the puck at a young age it was it was good so Zach the uh so last year you kind of like uh you're playing the second power play unit kind of playing behind Corson Coolman's um and then he goes to the U18s 
And then those last five games, can you talk about those last five games? Because it kind of was like your coming out party uh, when you got to kind of take on the role of the first power play unit, getting all the ice time. Yeah. um, It was kind of, it wasn't really meant for me to do that. And I think coach was trying to have uh, Tim Rigo fill that role because he was, uh, you know, his last year junior, but just the way I was playing leading up to that, he, gave me the opportunity and I kind of just ran with it. Um, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, points or anything like that. I just wanted to fill my shoes the best that he was doing. And, you know, I think I did a pretty good job, uh, you know, filling those those shoes for him. I think the team went, I think we lost one game in those seven games he was out. So, yeah, I think uh, just, you know, coach gave me the confidence uh, and he believed in me to play those top minutes. Which made lat, which made this year this more, way more, uh, I would say, comfortable for me because I played that role and I was ready to play it. So, so I want to talk about like kind of the way you approach the game um, in terms of how aggressive you are and how you play the opponents both on and off the puck. But I also want to hear um, about what you think like your biggest strengths are, especially in the offensive zone, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I like to, you know, approach the game just uh, cool minded, uh, you know, confident and you know, be able to make plays using my feet and uh, my mind. You know, I'm not a huge guy, so I'm not going to go in the corner and try and blow somebody up. But if I can use my feet and my stick and be able to disrupt plays that way, it's much more efficient for myself and my game. And yeah, and offensively, it's uh, playing in Brooks or playing there in general is, is awesome because he, there's so many different uh, plays that he wants us to do. And there's so much motion from the D, you know, the, if the D are moving, those wingers are moving. It's, it's making it that much harder for their D zone to be able to stick with us and stick with our forward. So, you know, our, uh, our O zone is, is, you know, it's, I hopefully we can, hopefully I, I played another system like that in college, but you know, that was, that was extremely fun. Um, you know, just having the freedom to hit a D down, like hit a scissor, um, just having the freedom to make plays. Uh, hopefully uh, I'll see that in the future, but it was definitely great from uh, Coach Pat. Zach, you uh, you had the green light this year. It's no no question about that. But to get a green light, you also have to be pretty good at defense uh, because if they, they wouldn't let you just go and exchange chance for chance. So uh, I, I find you as a very underrated defender. I know you're under, you kind of mentioned your size. They talk about your, uh, going into an NHL draft that everyone's going to talk about size. But I thought you, you, you were an outstanding defender in terms of gap controls, uh, directing play around uh, in your zone, out of your zone. Can you talk a little bit about your defensive game, what your approach is, uh, how you kind of approach even using your size as you kind of go to college and then hopefully the NHL? No, yeah. Uh, I definitely think, uh, you know, gap control. And, you know, sometimes I don't even skate back because I try and just angle the guy out uh, skating forwards. And, yeah, I definitely think my feet uh, save me a lot because I'm always up in the rush and I'm always – my gaps are usually pretty tight just because I want to get the puck back and play off. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's great – if you're putting up points, but if you're getting scored on and getting scored against, it really doesn't matter. So and that's what, you know, coach says, and that's what he preaches to all the D, not just myself. But if you want to get up in the rush, you got to be responsible in the D zone. And, you know, you can't get beat to the net. You know, you got to have to make sure your box outs are 
doesn't matter how big you are. It's, you know, it's if you can move your feet, you can use your stack. You'll it'd be pretty effective. So that's that's pretty much the message, and that's what I try and do out there. I try to you know beat those bigger guys to the puck. I try to you know outskate them, outthink them, use my stick, and you know I am you know I've been working on my strength, and that's going to come with time, but. I can, you know, start bumping these big guys off the pots, it'll only make it that much easier for myself. So you're going to the Hockey East next year uh, to Merrimack. So what is your mindset jumping from the AJHL to the NCAA? And, you know, kind of what steps are you taking to prepare for that jump in the level of competition? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be different. Um, the, the competition, you're playing against older guys, playing against 25-year-olds, it's definitely going to be uh, a lot more bigger, bigger, stronger, faster guys out there. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, I had some good chats with players who have played and, you know, my coaching staff. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be an adjustment, but I'm more ready. I'm more capable to go out there and play my same game and, you know, hopefully produce for the guys. And, you know, Mayor Mack is expecting me to go in there and play big minutes right away. So, you know, I think the offseason, I'm just getting my body, get my body healthy trying to stay in tip-top shape and, you know, use this next three to four months and, you know, get ready for this freshman campaign and, you know, try and, uh, you know, get Merrimack to some wins and hopefully uh, have some success along the road. Zach, do you know anything about, like, your teammates at Merrimack yet? Uh, have you, like, uh, watched any of them play or are you kind of getting uh, to know them kind of do uh, that this, this summer? Roommate. Who's your roommate? roommate? My roommate, uh, Tyler Young, he okay. played uh, in the USHL. He's a good guy. I've been talking to him, so I'm excited to be with him. So that's a last question about college. Do you have, do you have a major yet picked? Do you know what you're going to study? Yeah, I'm going to do communications and media. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I had a little segment of book you have a bench this year uh, with the team. So I think uh, you know having that having that experience, I think it's just uh, it's going to make it that much more fun in college. Well, Zach, uh, thank you so much for talking with us so far. Uh, last thing we have for you are a little bit of fun questions. We call them Austin Matt's uh, all positive, no negative combine questions here. So um, we'll go quick through them. Um, and if you uh, if you don't have an answer, just so you can say pass, but uh, you can expand on them if you want to. Um, but like just to get to know Zach Bookman a little bit. So I'll start us off here. Uh, Zach, you get drafted by an NHL team. They tell you you get to pick your goal song. What song are you going to pick? For your goal song stole my damn question is this a horn or a song like a song like it like you know how nhl teams play the song like after yeah uh, yeah i'd probably like, say the chicago blackhawks one okay uh, i mean that one, that one was pretty good and the horn's awesome too so i'll definitely say the either the blackhawks goal song after or the bruins the bruins have a good one too so what's what's boston's i don't remember Oh, I should know. Good. I heard this a ton in the first round this year. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> oh man, I mean, you hurt my heart with Boston, but it's okay. It's okay, Zach. <laughs> um. Well, since Austin stole my question that I always ask to people, um, give me a second. I have to prepare. Um. Okay. So growing up, um, obviously you grew up in central New York, which is pretty much in the middle of a lot of NHL teams, but who was your favorite team? And then who was your favorite player to watch? Um, it's kind of funny. Um, me and my dad are Bruins fans. So it's definitely, uh, 
little bit weird just where I live. I could be a Sabres, I could be a New York fan, but my dad always watched the Bruins growing up. So yeah, see, either I'm kicked out of the house or I'm a Bruins fan. So I just uh, decided to go with the Bruins. And I have three favorite players right now. Uh, Kale, just you know, he's a great player, and Brooks, um, and Tory Krug when he was on Boston, great to watch, great in the power play, and uh, third, probably Tony D'Angelo right now out of Carolina. Um, he's a great player, moves the puck well, so definitely uh, those three. So Zach, you're on a desert island, all right. If you you can only pick three at max, you can stop at one if you like. What would you pick for three movies that you would want put on a desert island, or they would watch and repeat on a desert island? I'm gonna say Dodgeball for one of them. It's a good movie. That's a great um, choice. Trying to think, maybe Step Brothers. That's the classic. <laughs> um, probably that, and then probably uh, I'd. Maybe like the Sidney Crosby movie on, on the ice and beyond. I know it's kind of a hard o answer, but you know, I, <laughs> I really like that movie. And I really like the just a day to just a day in a life of Sidney Crosby is definitely cool to watch. I like the two comedies and then one to keep you motivated to get off the island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so the next one is, would you bring any teammates on the island with you if you had the option? Or would you just be like, nope, I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> Screw you guys. Um, I'd probably bring maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe Anthony Stiffalone, but probably not. I'd, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the goalie, Ethan Barwick, just because he's, I feel like he's got some weird talents. Like, kind of, <laughs> Kind of like that. Maybe, yeah, probably Barwick. Probably and get a coconut and start shooting on him. I like that question because yeah. I it's always like, are you going to go practical? Or are you going to go like, who's going to entertain you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, probably Barwick. Like, just survival purposes. Like, nothing to do with entertainment. Just definitely survival. <laughs> Zach, favorite pregame snack or meal? Um, This year... I changed it up. I used to be like a pasta and chicken, but I was like, I still eat chicken, but I was chicken and rice for most of the year. It was a little bit lighter. And I like it. And it's pretty light, but it still uh, gets you a lot of energy for the game. So chicken and rice, and then usually a little banana before I go in the ice. So. so favorite hobby to do when you're not playing hockey? Like, are you a big golfer? Yeah, I like, uh, I actually like basketball. I play a lot with my buddies from home. Um, huge into basketball. I like I play golf a little bit. I mean, I'm not great at it, so I get frustrated when I play. So I definitely uh, tend to not play golf as much. But I'd say basketball, and you know, it's just chilling, chilling with the family by the pool, or you know, just a good time like that. So, so are you a shooter? Are you? Are you? What, what's your role on the basketball team there, Zach? I'm like a. I'm like a Marcus Smart. I'm like a defender. <laughs> shooter. You're causing yeah. trouble. That's what you're doing. I, I, yeah, I, I talk a little trash. I'm like I'm a court too. So I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a. I'm more of an enforcer on the court. Uh, <laughs> uh, last question I got for you, Zach. You get drafted on draft night. Outside of that, your immediate family, who's the first person you're going to call or text to thank? 
Um, I probably have to do Coach Papuano um, out of Brooks. Um, you know, it wouldn't be possible without him. I kind of, like you said, he uh, gave me the opportunity. He put me on the map. Um, so I definitely have to give him a shout uh, probably right after or whatever. But definitely, definitely him and definitely uh, my advisor. Definitely 1A, 1B. Uh, call those guys and thank them uh, for everything they've done. So. Well, Zach, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it, taking the time out of the day. Best of luck. Uh, I guess we're like two less than two weeks away from the draft now, so best of luck then, and we're hoping to see you, uh, hear your name called uh, in a couple weeks. Oh, it's getting called. So 2022 CJHL, AJHL Defender of the Year, number one in our hearts. Zach Buckman, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Zach, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Huge thanks to Zach Bookman for joining the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun to have. And uh, best of luck to Zach um, in the draft. The, the last thing I want to do uh, just to wrap up this podcast is to talk about a few names of players that, you know, we may have see, we may, that we may see rise or fall on draft day. Um, so is there, let's start with the risers first. Is there a player that you could see get drafted higher than he probably should, or maybe that like people are expecting, I, I guess I should say. I, yeah, there's a couple, I think we've talked about, about a few in the past. I think the name that uh, is coming up a lot in Sabres Twitter right now is Marco Casper. Um, you know, I think he was a name that we had ranked in the twenties, I believe, uh, here at SMOT and going back and rewatching when these things happen, when there's like a, a groundswell for a prospect that happens, it almost, you almost get a little bit of imposter syndrome and you go back and you're like, what did I miss? What did I see? And, you know, I think for Casper, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, Matt, but I feel like a lot of the prospects I'm seeing rising right now is because of position, like it's how you view where they're going to play in the NHL. Right. So like, I feel like he's an example of someone, if you view, he's going to stick at center he rises dramatically in your rankings. And if you think he's a winner, he kind of sits where we have him. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if you're not familiar with Marco Casper, um, a relentless motor. Um, he is on the puck from the very first shift going out all out. Um, he's physical. He has skill. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like high end skill, but he's definitely he has skill. He, he plays in the dirty areas of the ice. He's played primarily on the wing in the SHL, um, has played center when he's played down um, and played a lot. I, you have to ask. Uh, I only watched about five or six games of him in the SHL, I'll be honest. But if he played center in the SHL, he didn't play it at all when I was there or I was watching. So um, he's one I expect to rise because I feel like he's fitting this um, category that I'm seeing a lot of right now is if you believe the player sticks at center, then they rise dramatically in a lot of public rankings. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Um, it's it's interesting because, you know, Casper's a name that is probably going to go in the first round. But like you said, um, if he's a center, he's a likely top 10 pick in this draft, I think. You know, I was talking to someone who's going to put out a list in the next week and they have him at six because they're wow. uh, they're They think he's going to play center. So I was like, wow. Um, you know, like it's a very 
it's a very fluid kind of like projection, you know, like, for, and I feel like that's very true for the 2022 draft in general. It's a lot of these, the, the ranges for this is pretty wide. It's not very narrow for a lot of these players, you know, Cutter Gaudier is another one that fits the same mold as Marco Casper, you know, like if you see him as a left winger, he's falling where we have him at like 14 to 15. If you think he's a center, he's falling like five to seven in a lot of rankings. So. Yeah, and it's it's a draft where a lot of the top centers are smaller. And that usually raises some questions about, you know, whether or not they'll make it in the NHL as a center. And I'll actually get to that in just a little bit. Um, I do want to talk about my riser, though. And my riser is, I mean, it's kind of unfair given where we have him in our rankings. Um let me he's 104 no he is he is 111th in our final rankings oh. <laughs> um and that is maverick lamaru um i know that jordan paul and josh are our scouts that have watched the qmjhl this year have not been the biggest fans of maverick lamaru <laughs> they they really don't see a whole lot of potential in this player but he's a player that I could definitely see going in the first round because he's a very projectable defenseman. He, he can, he's likely going to play NHL games. He has the size and the physicality. He can defend well. There's a lot of questions about his offense, though, and I think that's going to be the biggest question mark in his game. And also whether or not he's actually going to be able to keep up because I don't think his skating is, like, fantastic, you know? Well... That's the only thing I would say I would disagree a little bit on what you said is that I think he's six, eight can skate and hits everything in sight. And so people are like defensive defenseman. He's <laughs> you know? big and that's why he's going to go top five. You know, the analogy I always use is like um, I used to be a basketball coach way back in the day. And it's like uh, transitioning the puck is a lot like rebounding, like in basketball, you know, it's great that you make a miss. But you got to get the ball and get the puck up or get the ball up the court. You you can make him pit, miss in shots, but you got to be able to get the puck and get it out of your zone. You know, you can't just let him keep shooting because eventually you're going to it's it's not going to matter how many times you put him through the glass. Um, so, I mean, look, I agree with you. I've heard um, many people say Maverick Lamaru in the end of the first beginning of the second i think he he's settling around in consensus rankings and like beginning of the second right now but um it wouldn't shock me to see him go at like 22 do you know what i mean like yeah to someone just being like he's a right hand shot defenseman who's six eight and can skate so that it's just like those three things by themselves are like it's hard to, to talk, see to, him talk going, it down. i could see him going to arizona because they have so many picks and i think um in Corey Pronman's mock draft that he did with uh, the NHL executive, I think Lamaru ended up going to Arizona with one of those picks. So it does kind of make sense, you know? And look, um, it, we, we're going back to like one of our first episodes of the podcast. It's all draft velocity. You know, like yeah. if you're, I don't see the power play potential in the, in the player. So he automatically drops down a few levels for me. Do you know what I mean? But like, if Absolutely. you're chasing a, like a, a penalty killing bottom four defenseman, like he could, there's potential for that. Right. Like, yeah. Um, so like, I'm not, I will, I will never kill the pick for if they, someone picks him in the twenties, it's just not fitting within my draft philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I, I want to talk about my follower because I did mention, you know, that this is a class where there's a lot of centers that are smaller. You know, you've got Logan Cooley, you've got, um, oh God, why am I blanking on his name right now? I'm looking like an idiot. I literally was like Googling or that not Googling. I was watching him <laughs> earlier today. Nazar? Yes. Thank you. You've got Frank Nazar. Um, I'd even, you know, consider throwing like some other, there's some other centers in here that are pretty small, all things considered. Um, the player that I see falling the furthest on draft day is Matthew Savoy. I, or not the furthest. Let me, let me rephrase that. I see him falling on draft day because it, it, teams are looking for a top center with size and there's a lot of defensemen this early in the draft. There's a lot of players that, you know, can play well on the wing. There's not a lot of top centers and it's going to go down to whether or not the team believes that Matthew Savoy can be a center. And I think he can, I think he still needs to get to the middle of the ice a little bit more, but another NHL team might see that and go, no way. There is no way that Savoy is going to be a center if he can't attack the middle of the ice now at 18. Matt, when you say um, falling, where do you think Savoy should go and where do you think he's going to end up going? I think Savoy is a top 10, borderline top five player in this draft class based on skill level alone. He's one of the most exciting players in this draft class. Like if the, if the, um, if the draft was based on fun per 60 alone, Marcus Wen would go first and Matthew Savoy would go second. <laughs> um, Shane Wright would be like the last pick. Um, I'm, I'm, this is just me being facetious here, but no, I think he, he has the potential to be a top five player in this draft. I think people were a little disappointed by the fact that he <sighs> I mean, listen, this is a guy that had 55 assists and 35 point, uh, goals this year, playing key minutes for a top team in the WHL, and people are still disappointed by this. I think he's he should go in the top 10 at the very least. I think he's going to fall into the late, the mid to late teens. So like wow. anywhere from like 15 to 19, I could see Savoy going just because I think teams view him more as a winger. I could be wrong. Yeah, look, I uh, spicy. I like it. Um, yeah. But I agree. I, I was just about to say, I feel like we've hit the part of the draft where it's like um, everyone's questioning positions right now. You know, like um, whereas this entire year we've looked at skill level, it's all of a sudden it's like, well, what position are you going to play? And that's kind of where you kind of are going to fall into in terms of the draft range. Um, yeah. I, you, Buffalo has the ninth pick, right? I can, I always say like uh, Lambert's my dream for Buffalo at nine, but like Savoy is kind of like my backup and Nazar is like my, my third option there. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you, I think all three of them could be there. I was going to say, <laughs> so, you could get one of those three players and possibly possibly Lambert or Savoy at 16. I, uh, that's a, that's another conversation where, where I'm debating my, I'm going to have to wait for Mackenzie's list to, to know what, what I want to do with Lambert. Right, um, right. So 
My follower is, uh, I'm going to stick in the WHL. Um, my follower right now is Denton Matejchuk. Yep. And it has nothing to do with uh, what I personally believe in Denton Matejchuk. Denton Matejchuk, my own personal award is sitting at, I believe, number 11. Um, still, He's still my third-ranked defenseman coming out of this draft. Um, but given what is coming out, uh, recently, um, from the public sphere, from people connected to scouts, it seems very much so that Korchinski has taken Matejchuk in the majority of people's eyes in that matter. It's And I feel like a lot of people are looking at Matejchuk's size and also that his uniqueness to how he plays the game, you know? If, I was going to say, if Matejchuk had Korchinski's height, there's no debate. I think... Personally, I just think it, I've never seen a player play like Matejcha. You know, Zach Bookman was close. I'm like Zach Bookman uh, had a green light with Brooks. You know, but like with Brooks, uh, they rarely were playing deep. Like they got like they they turned you over and they were playing offense a lot. You know, Matejcha didn't have that luxury. Um, but I will say though that like I've never seen a a defenseman just turn into a forward like Matejchuk can, you know? Yeah, Matejchuk is basically the fourth forward <laughs> on his line whenever he's out there. I've seen him do like center lane rushes. Like 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 he's not even playing D to D. He's just running like he's a winner or the center. I was like, oh my gosh, he just does like I'm taking this position. Someone else like he really plays defense or uh, def- positionless. That's the word I'm looking for. Not defenseless, positionless hockey at times. Um, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of the player. I think the skill set is there. Um, there's just a certain group of players and we could talk about that if we wanted to about like that just have like a moxie about themselves that when they are on the ice, the game is theirs. Like, and Den Matejchuk is one of those players that when he's on the ice, like for Moose Jaw, like things run through Moose Jaw, like just the feeling, not even data sets, not even like data. Yes. Shows that too, but it's just like, he just has that presence. You know, um, the other one I would give you an example, too, is like Rucker McGrody. Like we could talk about Rucker McGrody's strengths and weaknesses all day as a scope. But like when Rucker McGrody, <laughs> when the USMPPD is down a goal right, and Rucker McGrody's on the ice, like he just turns into like, I'm not letting this lose. So it's just like a moxie confidence type of presence they have on the ice. But yeah, a uh, certain uh, chutzpah, if you will. But anyways, I think Matejchuk was sitting around the teens with Mintyukov and Korchinski. And I think he's going in the low 20s, mid 20s right now. That'd be my guess. Yeah, he and, he and Mintyukov likely fall in the same range, in my opinion. Um, so, Austin, we've obviously, you know, spent time talking about these players. Um, next week is probably our last episode before the draft. I'd imagine that we're going to take a week off for the draft and then give our takes after the draft because that makes the most sense, you know? Um, We are not attending the draft this year. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, we we will have people representing us at the draft. I know Josh, Paul, and Jordan are all going. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to keep it a little shorter this week because we do want to get this out in a timely manner and also make it pretty short to listen for everybody. But folks, as always, we want to thank you for your time and keep your stick on the ice. Go Bills. Ah, Again with the go Bills.